0: Howdy, hello, and welcome to I See Dead Movies, a show where we watch the flops and give them a fair shake. Didn't make your money back? We don't mind, but we're gonna find out why. As always, I'm joined by Dylan. Dylan, how are you?
1: Oh man, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks. Thanks, Henry. That's
0: fantastic. This week we watched Mortal Engines, which we'll get to. But first, as always, we like to start off with our rapid fire game show Two games, two minutes. First up, Elevator Pitch. In this segment, I play a stone cold movie executive that Dylan needs to convince in order to make this movie. My floor is coming up fast, and he's got 15 seconds to sum up the movie. Starting now.
1: Okay, so hear me out. It's about these big, huge cities that are on <laughs> wheels, right? And they're like rolling around. And there's this girl. Um, she's got like a robot stepdad. She was raised by this like robot Terminator man. Uh, and I'm in.
0: You've got me convinced. <laughs> Next up is Box and Budge, where Dylan tries to guess the box office gross and the obligatory higher budget. So, Dylan, how much do you think Mortal Engine's made?
1: I'm going to say like 20 million.
0: It's not that bad. Uh, 83 million worldwide, 16 million in the US, though, which is painful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, if that sounds like a lot, get ready, because it's less than what they made it for. What's your guess for the budget?
1: $215 million.
0: Jesus Christ. Um, well, the budget was somewhere between $100 million and $110 million, but it's estimated that there was up to 150000000 million post-production costs. Leading to a loss of 174 million, making this the biggest bomb of 2018 and possibly the largest loss in cinematic history. Uh, Congratulations, Dylan. You win a thumb drive. As always, these numbers are estimates because good luck getting good data. I'm Henry. That's Dylan. And this has been Two Games, Two Minutes. All right, let's get into this week's turkey bomb: Mortal Engines. Holy shit.
1: Oh man! Oh mama! All
0: right. Yeah. Um. um
1: what, what? I'd like to talk... think we're
0: both very positive people. I just want to start off with that. I yes. Think you and I enjoy. Yes. Um. What? The movie going public tosses aside. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah. What are we talking about first?
0: What? What uh... a. <laughs> story of the flop. Well, okay, so let's get into just why it flopped. I guess we'll start there. Um. Why didn't it flop? So from what I can flop? tell. Um, this was a pretty classic case of just came out at the wrong time with a bunch of competition. So the weekend this came out, it was released against Into the Spider-Verse and The Mule. Oh. Do you remember The Mule? The Mule. Clint Eastwood?
1: Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I didn't see it.
0: <laughs> well, you didn't, but a lot of people did on a $50 million really? budget. It made hundred and seventy-five at the box office. It's one of Clint Eastwood's biggest uh critical and commercial fuck? endeavors. I know, because I read that and I was like, the mule. What the fuck? Um, not only that, uh, the Grinch was still going strong. Ralph breaks the internet was still kicking ass. And then like a week or two later, Aquaman, Mary Poppins returns, and Bumblebee came out. So this just kind of got like yeah. kicked to the curb because enough I mean, other shit was coming out. That's part of it.
1: If I was an executive and I looked at that lineup like, okay, Spider-Man, but it's like an animated Spider-Man, the mule, mm-hmm. eh, like, I, I would have expected more people to see this, to a be perfectly more. honest.
0: Well, so that's not the entire story. Um, the other part of it, and a lot of this uh, is thanks to an article I found on Looper from December 2018 entitled, Why Mortal Engines Bombed at the Box Office. Um, we talked about competition um, and part of that as well was it had a kind of perplexing trailer. It's a very high concept movie. Basically, cities are on wheels and eat each other. Yeah, I had a hard um,
1: time when I was watching it. I was like, this seems like a hard movie to make a trailer
0: of. Exactly, and yeah. even watching the trailers, I was like, okay, it's about cities that eat each other, and it didn't really get into much beyond that, so I think a lot of people were left feeling that. Yeah. Um, while the book was written... And uh, released in 2001, and there's, you know, several books that came after it. Um, 17 years later, when this came out, the YA adaptation craze had kind of been dying down. So that was another thing in this against this movie. Um, It was just that we kind of collectively decided we didn't care about YA movies, and this is very much a (laughs) YA movie. Um, Yeah.
1: I feel and, like the whole YA genre is a very like millennial thing, and we're all just kind of tired now. We're like, oh, oh yeah, I think we're done with it for
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah, we just got flogged at the box office for a very long time with those, yeah. and oh, um, twenty years later, we are very done. Um, we're also not children anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, characters telling each other they love them, like oh, just out of nowhere, um, awesome. doesn't really fly really with awesome. us anymore. Um, and just kind of the last thing that was kind of against this was it really didn't have any notable stars. Yeah. Um, it had Hugo weaving, but I mean the kids aren't going to go out to see a movie because Hugo yeah. weaving is in it, you know, except for us, we're going to be except like, except for us, yeah, we fun, got yeah. really <laughs> excited. Um, and he was yeah. good. He was great. You know, good but time. so you have a high concept, uh, movie based on a book series that, He's already cares about almost it anymore. twenty years old. Yeah, yeah. It's a YA novel, which we're getting tired of the adaptations. Um, you don't have any star power to bring people into this high concept idea. It it makes a lot of sense when you look at all that. And then, do you want to talk about um, the production and what that might have contributed to the flop? Just like yeah. who was involved?
1: Uh, yeah, this was the very unfortunate part that I. Uh... While watching the movie, researched, you know, because everyone always says, like, oh, it's Peter Jackson. Like, Peter Jackson is Peter Jackson's they movie. They made a big
0: deal about that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I was always, I'm always that person when somebody says, like, oh, this is their movie. I always make sure to look it up because, like, nine times out of ten, it's not. They didn't yeah. direct it. They, like, executive produced it or something. But yeah. uh, the guy who directed this, is name's uh, Christian Rivers. Um, and the people who wrote it are the people who wrote all of the Lord of the Rings, the guy who directed it was like the storyboard artist for Lord of the Rings. It was like the team. So that's what makes this all the more disappointing is like, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're a studio executive and like all of the people who made like the most successful epic trilogy of all time come to you and say, we want to make this movie, how do you say no? Right, I, like, I think that was a
0: large <laughs> factor for why the Scott greenlit. Was yeah, he and which is funny because this is post Hobbit as well, so like it's just not weird, yeah. and it doesn't
1: have that name recognition either. Because like Hobbit, I think made an okay amount of money. They weren't great, but they were but Lord they made of the like Rings a shitload of cash, yeah. Because yeah. people, you know, and this isn't. This is just like mm-hmm. it's it's unfortunate. It makes me sad because I on, I don't think the Hobbit movies are very good but they made a lot of money and i wish that this made more money even though it's not great personally.
0: Yeah. Uh um, Christian Rivers. Um he's a New Zealand storyboard artist, visual effects supervisor, reading off his wikipedia page, special yeah. effects technician and director. Um he's been working with Peter Jackson since he the beginning. was like fresh out of high school, so he's worked on i think every Jackson movie. I'm not implying that there's like Favoritism. I think it's just a matter of he saw this guy and said, Oh, he's talented. Oh. Let's give him this chance. You know,
1: I wouldn't say favorite. I'd say, like, if you work with a guy from the beginning, from 1992, you, yeah, you know, and he's been your skill. storyboard artist. Like, but of this course. for
0: me kind of falls into the same category as Disney hiring a bunch of indie darling, like, very inexperienced directors. Mm-hmm. Um, to handle these massive projects with these huge budgets and huge sets, crews, effects, it's just a different animal. Like, even if you're a good director, I think you need... Like, Ryan Johnson built his way up to Star Wars. You know what I mean? This Um,
1: feels a little different for me just because this guy had essentially, from what it looks like, been shadowing Peter Peter Jackson for 20 years. So he'd been in it. Like, so he wouldn't... You'd you think you would have actually, but you've you know I mean? seen what he's been going through. You, you've been essentially had a 20 year um, internship Sheep shadowing Ridge. a director. You know, yeah. So like, yeah. I could see why he would say, "All right, man. Like, we're here. You know, we're gonna help you make yeah. this." And like, good luck, I, man. I, I
0: do think it does <laughs> come down to. I mean, I think some people get really lucky with their debut and they just knock it out of the park, but. I, I think there's a reason people start small and work up. And he'd only directed like a short, a short film and yeah. done splinter directing, like second unit and previs stuff before that. And I really think you kind of got to make smaller stuff first and just feel out the beats. And Because I, I will say um, we're kind of moving into did it deserve to flop. Uh,
1: did it deserve to flop, Henry? What do you think?
0: It feels mean to say yes, but mm-hmm. it just feels like they didn't lay the groundwork. Um, I didn't feel anything towards the characters. Um, the story was, you know, kind of rough. just, yeah, like I didn't, I wasn't taken along for the adventure. Because it has this, it has the makings of like a swashbuckling, you know, somewhat like Stardust meets, um, I don't know. I've got a really good quote here from uh, Peter Bradshaw from the Guardian. He described it as steampunk Star Wars with a bit of low octane Gilliam and Gaiman on the side, hmm. which feels completely accurate. Like there's all these like really tasty influences, like just coalescing yeah. in this movie, and it's really fun in that sense. And I had a really fun time looking at the sets and the effects. And you and I were anytime yeah. anything. Visual effect related was happening. It looked great. It was really this movie
1: visually is uh, stunning. Mm -hmm. So that's why, personally, I don't think this deserved to flop just because the amount of trash,
0: the sheer amount of work. Well, this well the sheer amount amount of work.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for these guys. Like Mm -hmm. truly, I like. I didn't think it was a great movie. I thought, I think the problem was the directing, and I think the source material. Mm-hmm. I think was the problem, but the the sheer amount of trash that comes out every year, and I'm saying this as somebody who just loves movies, and usually I'll like anything, but like mm-hmm. the sheer amount of shit that audiences are like, "This is awesome! I love this!" And you watch it, you're like, "This is like no better than Mortal Engines." Like, come on, yeah. Like that's so why I don't think it deserves to flop.
0: There's a lot of other stuff out there that makes a lot of money. And, and looks shittier as, than this. And looks shittier. Yeah, it's it's yeah. either as good or less good than this. And this just, yeah, I mean, it was kind of the perfect storm of things, right? Like, they
1: uh-huh.
0: they adapted it at the wrong time in the new millennium. They yeah. didn't get anybody terribly bankable. Like, it's not like they got Chris Hemsworth at the lead you know, they needed someone, anyone.
1: Well, I mean, I'm trying to think like Lord of the Rings. They had notable people in that, right? It was Lord of
0: the Rings, though.
1: Yeah, I know. I guess that's true. It was
0: Lord of the Rings. You I know, know, like I that know, was, I know. it could have been a garbage fire and people still would have turned out in droves to see it, which I think I is the problem true. with certain properties. I don't think Mortal Engines falls in that category, but I imagine we're going to watch more adaptations on this sub show of Uh-oh. ours. And oh, oh, it's yeah. going to hurt because there's a lot of times where someone is like, look how many copies this book sold. There's plenty of audience out there. Like, it's great. Yeah. It's like a built-in thing. And then something comes out, and it's just not a good movie. And
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate.
0: Without having read the book, right? Like, we read through a synopsis. And interesting uh, to note, um, it is just the first book in this movie. From what I can tell, it's not like they crammed a bunch of books into one it's just the first book uh-huh. um yeah um a tiny well, little thing I mean... from the book apparently in the book uh the main character's mom Pandora founded Medusa which is way more interesting than what happened in this where it was kind of like this
1: yeah she just found it
0: yeah um <laughs> i think the other thing about this movie that i will say in terms of its floppiness um it I don't want to say it was cut poorly, but like we see pretty early on this flashback where the main character describes like her parents being like scientists and scavengers finding things, and then they find something.
1: I thought she just said her mom.
0: But the dude was there, like the, like va- the Valentine yeah. character was there, and it looks like he's her dad. And then so she flies into this. Yeah, he flies into this rage and like kills the mom brutally and like slashes her face. Slashes mm-hmm. the main character's face um, and like disappears at this super important piece of tech that's like part of the things the that H-bomb. destroyed the earth to begin yeah, with. The, yeah, the Death Star. Um, And then later there's meant to be this very Star Wars-esque reveal that Hugo Weaving is like, I am your father. I'm not even kidding.
1: I think, and right? Already, that's what happened? We already
0: know that. That is exactly what it happens. So I okay. read the synopsis because I thought it was crazy. That's what happens. He's like, Weird. your mother never told you. He literally has a, like, Obi-Wan never told you moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and That's you and I insane. were like, what? And we didn't know what the twist was because we thought we, th- we, assumed... we were supposed to know already. Well, because they because didn't show was...
1: anything in that scene where he, like, comes into the house and breaks in. it. Yeah, like, he
0: didn't He didn't kick you know, down the door and, like, have yeah. a mask on and he tears it away. Yeah. And he's like, ha, 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 I that killed your mother. Like,
1: yeah, that relationship isn't, I think... That's the biggest problem with this movie is like
0: No one's anyone.
1: In... Yeah, I don't want to get into the like how I would fix things yet, but like mm-hmm. um unless we're there yet, where are we?
0: No, just talk time? about the problems. Just just okay. kind of lambast it for a second.
1: Um, I think the problems lie in the directing and to a certain extent the screenwriting, because like it's unfortunate. Uh, I read an interview with, with Christian Rivers, and they talk about the influence of Mad Max Fury Road on this movie. Um, mm. And he says, <clears throat> uh, cite, this is from a Polygon article, uh, Rivers cites Fury Road uh, as one of his inspirations, not in terms of aesthetics, but with regards to figuring out how to pace the action. And then he said, mm. in quote, uh, George Miller proved that you can just grab the audience and throw them into the world and say, keep up. I'm not going to over-explain this to you. Uh, We're guilty of a few things we have to explain, but for the majority of the world, it's like, uh, no, just come with us, keep up. Here are the characters and learn about them as you go. Learn about the world as you go, which is a valid point, but... Yeah. When you watch Fury Road and you try to take a a point from the master, that's a really hard thing to pull off, especially in a huge blockbuster. And
0: it depends, right? Like yeah. you can't that doesn't just translate to any genre, any story. Yeah. It works for Mad Max because they simplified, they really distilled that story down to such like a primal core it's that it so works. So simple. This is so complex. This is is like cities on wheels and like a war that happened. Like I get it. Like there's overtones of like, yeah, like the world's destroyed. It's it's post-apocalyptic, blah, blah, blah. Like, but it's not a one-to-one thing. And you can't just surgically remove one aspect of a movie and go, ha, 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 ha. Mm -hmm. See, we don't have to say anything. Like we can just do it, which is ironic because there's so much talking in -hmm. this movie that – we were kind of giggling about because it didn't do anything. Like there were characters like we didn't care about. And the thing running through my mind while we watched it was like, Oh my God, how do I avoid this? Like, how do I avoid having people show up that you're supposed to care about? And almost from the jump, you just don't like, what is the secret sauce to make an audience member just go? Oh yeah. I or either like, I am that person or I get that person. You
1: spend time with them. That was yeah. my biggest problem with this is I think his biggest mistake here was taking the pace and throwing people into it and you can't do that when you have like novel characters, right? Mm. There's like you know 10 you or mean 15 like characters from a book. From a novel, sorry, yeah, from a book. Yeah. Like there's so many different characters and with Fury Road you've got Max You've got Furiosa and you've got the bad guy. And then the other people show up later, but those are more background players. Yeah. So when you, you have, have
0: and you have the wives who function as a group, but Yeah. But it's for not as part, complex
1: yeah. as this where you have no, relationships and, that's and worlds a chase. and
0: that is an A to yeah. B and then back to A yeah. chase. This is and a that's whole world that you have to go set up pedal to yeah. the metals because that is this distilled thing.
1: Yeah. Cause like, Lord. imagine if Lord of the Rings set out like... And I'm using Lord of the Rings just because everyone from it is involved. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Lord of the Rings set out like this. Like, Lord of the Rings is probably... It's more complex than this. Mm-hmm. And you have to spend time with people and the world slow... Not super slowly, but slowly to get it. This was like, you or know, balls-to-the-wall action in a crazy big universe.
0: use, like... I just watched uh, Fellowship of the Ring again with a buddy of mine and they introduce Marion Pippin in that scene where they steal the fireworks and then yeah. they go off. It does the dragon thing. Ha ha ha. It's very memorable. And then they're like sentenced to do chores. Right. Yeah. And you meet them and it's just super memorable from from the get go. And uh, also you Frodo hasn't... and he has this like relationship with Gandalf. You're like, oh, shit, like there's history there. You care, right? And there's all this yeah. stuff, but every time someone gets introduced, there's something to grab onto. And in Mortal Engines, there was kind of nothing. Well, to because grab.
1: I think the the problem here is in Lord of the Rings, those sequences have really nothing to do with the plot. The only plotty thing that's happening is Gandalf's there because he's you know, yeah. And this everything is really tied to what Hugo Weaving's doing. You know, meddling with the plot, and it's moving so yeah. fast. The moment you meet the main character, she's on this like revenge mission, and mm-hmm. then you find out kind of later, like why she's the way she is. But I would much prefer to have watched twenty minutes of her with Robo Dad because I I really liked Robo Dad, and that would have given me the emotional like satisfaction to actually give a shit about her. Yeah, you know um yeah but yeah so how uh how do we fix it um <laughs> with ah, with geez. everything in place with everything in with, place
0: okay with everything in place um can we change the script like can we yeah can we yeah like, I rewrite think, things okay massive yeah. overhaul of the script um even if you're going with this story yeah focusing more on Cause like, I didn't give a shit about the, I can't even remember his name. Was his name Tom?
1: Which guy? Oh yeah. The flyer, the fly, the guy who yeah. wanted to fly. The guy, yeah. yeah no. He's like, guy I, Oh,
0: I used to, I used to want to fly. And then he's the worst. Like, <laughs> and it, I love the actor. Um, You know, he's an umbrella Academy. Now he was in misfits. Great TV show. He's great. And he's just underused and some, especially when I see people that I really like as actors and I don't like them in something it's and I'm like the words coming out of your mouth. Don't feel right. Yeah, It yeah. comes down to writing. It comes down to directing and I, I'm harping on it, but I, I think a first time director for something this large and grand was not a Stuff. good choice. There's yeah. so many moving parts pun fully intended that I think you really need to have somebody at the helm that knows what they're doing yeah, like for better or for worse, like Peter Jackson was the choice. Like, I don't know why. Not
1: quite sure why he, he yeah. didn't.
0: Unless this maybe was like a just, really big favor, you know?
1: Well, yeah, maybe he wanted because, like, again, he's Passing known this guy for twenty years, yeah, and he's like, you know what, man? Like, I want, I want you to succeed. We're, sure. I know you. You're a good guy. Like, mm-hmm. and you've wanted to do this, so like you know i've i've won my my 12 oscars or whatever you know like yeah. have fun but yeah my biggest change i think would be the script um there was also an aesthetic thing that really frustrated me i didn't i thought the costumes and the like hair and makeup were all too uh clean everything felt yeah. very clean even though they had yeah. dirt on their face it was like it just didn't feel
0: which Super... you wouldn't expect from... I don't know if it was the same team like Boots on the Ground. I know Weta Digital did the VFX. I know. Which are incredible. Philippa Boyans, uh, Oh, What's the other lady's name? Um, the the team that wrote it was Lord of the Rings. Fran Walsh. But Fran Walsh. Thank you. Um, so I don't know how they dropped the ball on something as simple as hair and makeup because I was just looking at Gandalf and Lord of the Rings and Saying to my friend, I was watching with, I was like, Looks good. I genuinely thought that he He grew out a long ass beard and had (laughs) long hair when I was a kid. And I assume that the Hobbits just had that hair. Yeah. Even though looking back, I'm like, That's ludicrous. Why would they?
1: I'm curious because I'm wondering how long they worked on this. And now, the more I think about Lord of the Rings, the more like. You know they they worked for what like five years on all those movies, an like insane a, amount of time. an insane yeah. amount of time. They filmed and I'm for wondering, like a year
0: and a half. That it was a whole. Deal. I'm
1: wondering how much of Peter Jackson's success with that and these guys was shooting a bunch, coming back, looking at it, and being like, "Oh fuck, like we don't have enough of anything." And then because they had to go back and shoot a bunch more shit, so they were shooting for a long time. Yeah. Well, they so shot I'm for a very
0: long time, and then they had reshoots. Once the movies like were basically close to done like each year, I think 2001 yeah. and 2002, 2003, like they'd They're have reshoots to add different things.
1: So I'm, one, I'm curious if like their, uh, their pre-production process is not as thorough. So like, I'm curious how long it took them to make this and if there was a deadline for them. Um, Cause maybe, their process involves like literally making the whole movie and watching it and going, Oh no, this doesn't work. But there's <laughs> we need to add more simple things. things that
0: would have been better. <laughs> like don't show the flashback where it confuses the audience into thinking what's her face yeah, knows that, that Hugo Weaving is her dad.
1: Well, yeah, I know. I, I operated
0: yeah, I the mean. entire movie under the assumption that she just knew. So then the Me end too, came I thought I was re- And like it was revenge. so weird and Very frustrating. Weird. Um, yeah. Let's talk about uh, what's her name, Anna, the badass and like the the red coat.
1: Ugh, it's such a letdown!
0: I know she shows up and she's really fucking cool. She has way too much product in her hair for this Everyone's to be a post-apocalyptic Once again, thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's like very spotless, but she has <laughs> the coolest fucking airship. Um, shouts out to the production design team. Yeah, all of the stuff was fucking awesome. Incredible. That that the is ships, why like the I'm function of so the town.
1: I'm so frustrated that this flopped. Is this movie is watching like the world? Yeah, it's worth watching for the effects and the world. Mm-hmm. Everything about it. If you just like did a highlight reel of that shit, yeah. it's worth watching. There's there's shittier stuff out in the world. Like you're gonna go watch Justice League. Like those <laughs> that those effects don't look as good as this, are not as cool as this, and the characters are as shitty, right? Or at least like, like
0: this is a movie about. Moving cities and floating cities and cities cool. that yeah. walk in the water and like yeah, it's just and interesting I'm not even and a different. Person, I don't and even it's like memorable.
1: Stuff. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Like I think it's also kind of hard to do your own thing in the post-apocalyptic genre. And yeah. yes, this very much gave me Terry Gilliam vibes. It very much gave me Star Wars vibes. It gave me like Lord of the Rings in the future, Mad All Maxy kind of stuff. vibes. Yeah. That's just the game. That's how it is. But it did feel kind of like its own thing. Which yeah, it felt new. Interesting. I think yeah. it would have been better if it was sillier. You and I just yeah. watched yeah. Tim Burton's Batman Returns. I yeah. think something like Batman is kind of similar, where if you think too hard about any aspect of it, it falls apart. So you have to face that head on and either get really realistic like Dark Knight and just be like, mm-hmm. just kind of bull ahead or you have to do the Tim Burton thing and just get weird and corny in this kind of grounded way, like still take it seriously in its own right. But like, I think this could have been more fun because it wasn't all that fun.
1: Honestly, everything in this movie is really stupid. I- I'm going to be incredibly stupid. God, I- maybe this is just me. I'm not a steampunk fan and I'm really sorry mm-hmm. if I offend anyone, but goggles on people I've never thought has looked cool. It's always weird. I think it's it's goofy, right? For me, if you so just unless until it. you
0: use them, right? Like Nux in Mad Max is a yeah, great example. Yeah, it makes example. sense. Yeah, yeah, Curiosa, yeah, same thing. Like if you use them within ten minutes of me seeing you, I'm like, yes, good, perfect, yeah, great. You're fine. Using if them. it's a yeah. functional thing, yeah. But just the steampunk aesthetic of. Or, like, this massive city that clearly uses so much energy to get around and it spends the first pretty cool action scene chasing down this tiny little town to yeah. use as fuel. I'm like,
1: That's what I was curious. Yeah. That usually, no, that's the thing is like, I will, I rolled with a lot of this. I'm usually sure, rolling definitely. with stuff that doesn't make sense, but they made such a specific thing talking about old ancient tech and why mm-hmm. it was so important. Um, in my thought, I'm like, you have these massive machines that we could never even, in our wildest dreams, make hover hover ships. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, why are you so worried about our ships? And that's
0: something (laughs) that was also in the synopsis of the book. And this is where I think it differs from the book. And I think this was a problem. Uh They have this crazy technology that I look at, and I mean, it's the same problem with Star Wars. But Star Wars, you can forgive it. It's space fantasy. Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. You have these massive construction projects, these huge huge things the wall you have london you have even like the slavers that like pick them up in that like kind of like insect like Mm -hmm. walking little city yeah even that i was thinking about it and i was like that's so so much metal and mechanics and material and expertise and everything else put into this thing which is how
1: can you not uh, build a toaster
0: Or yeah, how are you marveling (laughs) over a toaster from the past? Or it's one of those things where like Mad Max works because it's all like old automobiles that have like carburetors and shit. So you can fix that. You can make that happen. And it's believable because it's like, yeah, that's the world is in shambles and things are simple and brutal. And this is like this super sophisticated moving city with this ridiculously complicated structure doing all this cool shit and it is so cool it's very very cool yeah but you can't have that and also tell me that one of like one of the things i read about the book is it was like technology stalled basically the 60 second war happened and then technology just stalled and just stopped obviously not and i was like yeah clearly (laughs) not you're hovering around yeah, Like that city, also ships. things like the, let's call it what it is, Cloud City, like Bespin, yeah. like that, yeah, that cool. thing, which I really wanted there to just be a Lando ripoff. Like I would have appreciated it if they were just more bold in the way they ripped off Star Wars, mm-hmm. because at the end they have like the Death Star run, they have him blowing up like the engine, yeah. um, it's everything. It's the whole thing, it is Star Wars. It's yeah. super, and yet it doesn't work because there's little seeds thrown in there that kind of poison it for me like how the fuck do you make somebody like shrike that's like you know this zombie badass that's super intriguing and i want to know more about him
1: love that guy big fan
0: and and him being like i'm gonna put you in this metal automaton body and i was like fucking how because i look around your little like hut and (laughs) it's like dolls and toys and gears and clocks and
1: well, I think that's I just, the thing of just like they have, they open the box, so they open, can't the be box. Yeah. Exactly. Like, open the watch,
0: box. Yeah, exactly. Don't Watch Terry Gilliam; he's got so much random shit in just his production design doesn't that doesn't box. doesn't mean anything. It's just yeah. like like uh, TVs and wires and sparks and fucking you yeah, know structures yeah. and things, and yeah. that works. It's kind of like Wile E. Coyote. You just you run and you never look down and yeah, it
1: works. Yeah, it would work. Okay, um, quickly. Um, who? How could we fix this with other people?
0: Maybe um, the same movie. Oh, different director. Um, give it to somebody with a sense of humor because it's a wild concept. Give it to somebody kind of silly.
1: Our favorite boy, um, Ryan Johnson.
0: <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. Give it to Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, Dude, Pacific that Rim been nuts. is basically. This. This. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's well, humanity building thing... large machines to Kierma's do. Guillermo's so battle. like
1: he picks his his projects so finicky some like he was supposed to make the Hobbit movies and then dipped yeah. out.
0: You well, know, well, so like they booted him. He didn't dip out. They, they booted,
1: booted him? him? Oh, they booted I thought he the and they
0: booted him and they made it sound like it was scheduling conflicts <gasps> or something like there is a very sad story. Go listen to Lindsay Ellis' three part oh. video essay. It's sad. Oh it's very sad. Yeah. Uh,
1: I I always fantasize about
0: Do you want to know Guillermo Hobbit. Something also a little bit sinister about that as well.
1: Is it Peter? Did Peter do it?
0: A little bit of it had to do with Peter.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling. Um He seems very protective over his shit.
0: (laughs) Which fair. Absolutely fair. Um, but so different director, maybe somebody like Guillermo. He loves gears and
1: he loves gears.
0: Furnaces. (laughs) Yeah. Um Get some recognizable cast members... Just
1: one, at least. ...in the league. Just, just one.
0: Yeah. Get get somebody we recognize as, like, the main girl, because with a property like this, nobody's going to remember your character's names, so you have to have somebody whose name you recognize. Then people I'd can say... be like, oh, yeah, fucking um, Keira Knightley's character was awesome. What was her name again? I don't care. You know what I mean? But you need to put yeah. a name in there. You need to put somebody.
1: You could put...
0: Elle Fanning might have been good. El Fanning. Um, I don't think she does like big black Anya Joy. Stuff. What was her name? Uh, the girl from The Witch who's Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She would have been good. She would have been yeah. good. Um, um,
1: all sorts of people. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah. At least one big name because Hugo Weaving yeah. just isn't big enough. You know?
0: So, yeah, like the effects are there. The world building is there. Get a different hair and makeup person. I don't know why that ball, that particular you know, ball, that was dropped. Me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then apart from that, maybe some fresh blood on the writing team because just I don't know if you are just getting stale. But yeah, what the hell? Get someone who knows they know how to adapt. What am I saying? I was gonna say get someone who knows how to adapt a property. But
1: yeah, the one thing that I would change, the biggest thing, mm-hmm. um is i would take out a lot of characters. Like the if i if i were to do this, i would take i would take the idea and take everything else out of it and just put new characters into the concept because Hugo I don't Weaving's really like this
0: daughter movie. in London who i guess is the main character's sister.
1: Yeah, yeah where just do you she don't shows spend up, so much time She with shows her?
0: up in the beginning. Yeah, and exactly. They open it up, and it's we're meant to think like, oh, she's going to be one of the main people because she has this rapport with, what's his name? Misfits guy. I'm so sorry. I don't yeah. remember his name. I feel really bad. He he's um, sucks.
1: He's in it for like a minute.
0: Well, what do you mean he's in it for a minute? Oh, the main guy, sorry. Robert they're Sheehan. Just, Damn it. They're Robert all just white Sheehan. dudes kind of
1: look the same to be perfect. Kind
0: honest. of. But he's great. I like Robert Sheehan. Um, but point is like... I didn't care about the character like get a different writer in there please for the love of god yeah get silly with it get someone in there who's gonna have fun with these weird big concepts make me care for the love of god take out like the love story you and I put time into it or put time into it because or yeah because you and I were going through this whole movie just making the joke that like People were going to tell each other that they loved one another, and then eventually, that's what everyone happens. Did. Like yeah, everyone did. Everyone's like, "I yeah. love you." Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there ends up being this romance, and we took it overboard. But yeah, that is right. kind of the problem: is this movie doesn't work for the emotional payoffs, so we as an audience don't care.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate.
0: No. Um, Could have been really, really cool though. I will. I just want to end on that positive I agree. note of like, there's a lot. Yeah cool shit going on
1: yes and to end it we're going to do some uh, unfortunate letterbox reviews perfect um, these are half star reviews oh no uh, I got three of them this one's I picked specifically for you Henry well thank you this movie was so bad that I stopped it halfway through and looked up the CinemaSins video of it to see how it ended <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we uh, universally despise Cinema Sins, and we think Loathe that it. Uh, the, the channel should burn in hell. Anyway, um, number two. This one intrigues me. Uh, okay. Saw the trailer, didn't care, got the book, gave it a chance, it sucked, saw the film, it was even worse than the book, why does this exist, and why are there so many more books about this world? The reason why this is so interesting to me is uh, this person put a lot of energy into yes. <laughs> trying to like They
0: pursued. <laughs> like, were they like, did they have a crush on someone who had like a Mortal Engines tattoo and they're like, oh, I just love this world? And they're like, guess, well, I yeah. guess I have to learn about it so that <laughs> I, I can woo this so. person.
1: Very weird. Oh, um, man. And the last and final one is a short one. Perfect. This movie is the reason my girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not quite okay. sure why i don't really know there's a lot did to you hap- on there
0: wait hold on did you happen to look at because you were you were nope, remarking I that Letterboxd is fun because you can click on a person and see their like favorite movies as reported by their account yeah no did I you happen know. to investigate no, no, no. that person <laughs>
1: absolutely not i wanted to let that one live in our brain for a while
0: perfect i love that actually <laughs> that's that's great
1: Alrighty. Overall, I think this movie is a lot of fun. It just has a lot of problems and it's totally worth watching for the visuals. So at the end of the day I don't think it deserved a flap. Maybe my, wait till it's
0: free streaming somewhere. This is yeah. a fun a fun VFX watch. If you love sets and costumes, it's delicious. Um lots of good stuff there, but it, yeah. it's got its problems yeah yeah definitely (laughs)
1: Uh, thank you everyone for listening to our our little show I See Dead Movies Uh, these come out every Wednesday we've also got another little show or every other Wednesday or every other Wednesday we've got a couple bonus shows going on Um, and make sure to tune into our main show uh, Frames and Fools on Mondays and uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts and write a little review if you'd like or a rating if you like it. Uh, It really helps us out. So thank you everyone and have a delightful apocalypse.
0: (laughs) Shoot that city.